actually say it's all good about. I'll take that down. Uh, Proverbs uh, 10, you want to find that, put your finger there. And then if you would, please find Psalm 23. What a powerful day today. What you expect in your life, you will experience. What you expect, you'll experience. Uh, expectation is what some call the seedbed of miracles. So if you're, if you're focused on and expecting failure, well, you know, that's most likely what you're going to experience. I, I, I don't ever expect to lose. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Somebody said winning's not everything. I've said that's right. It's the only thing. Amen. Praise God. But you're on the winning team, you know, you've heard that sort of cliche now. But for those of you that don't know, if you read the back of the Bible, you'll see that we win. We've, we've won. We've already won. So we're fighting from a place of victory. Uh, Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So if you'll learn to speak that over your life, if you expect that you're never going to be in want, you expect that God's going to meet your need when you need it. That's Faith, confident assurance of what you cannot see. So as you serve the Lord, the key is, really, one of the keys, the Lord is my shepherd. This is a psalm of David. So David knew the Lord as his shepherd. So that, that's, that's number one. If you want to experience increase in your life and multiplication in your life as we ready our hearts to receive the tithes and offering before I get into the main text tonight. And man, do I have one. you got to ask yourself, is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? And if he is, then you can start declaring that you shall not want. And, you know, tithing is a part of making him your shepherd, of trusting him. He leads me besides the still waters. I love this scripture because it's a, it's a good scripture to use for those who, um, who fall out in the spirit, who when they're being prayed for, then they end up on the ground. That does happen. Uh, verse 2, he makes me lie down. It's a joke. You know, kind of. <laughs> Some of you are like, no, I'm really looking for a scripture. All right, you go to, the, go to where the, the army, uh, the Romans come to the garden, and he says, we're looking for Jesus. He says, I am he. And you look at the original language, it's actually I am, and they all fall flat. So you say, well, I shared that with somebody who wasn't one who believed in the move of the Spirit. So he said, well, they were all unbelievers. I said, all right, well, let's go to the dedication of the temple then. When the cloud of the presence of the Lord filled the temple at the dedication of Solomon's temple and no one could stand. So if you're not standing, you might be lying down. I'm just saying, because God's glory, God's powers come. And, uh, and you know, you're, you're in some other posture besides standing. And, and, and furthermore, it says in that text of the dedication of the temple that they couldn't do their priestly duties. Okay, so I'm doing my pastoral, my pastoral assignment right now, if we could just look at it that way. I'm talking to you. I'm teaching from God's Word. We're going to go to Ezekiel 47 in just a moment. Can't wait. Going to preach to you about the river of God. Okay, so if I can't do that, then I can't do my duties. You understand? So they're not only not standing, they're not doing their priestly stuff, whatever that was. And it was prescribed and detailed. Anyway, back to Psalm 23. 
Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Spare the rod, spoil the child. You know what? The rod is also for correction. If you haven't been corrected lately, can I use the King James Version or would it be too shocking for you? They said King James. And you might be a bastard if you haven't been corrected lately. Listen, when you have a walk with the Lord, he'll correct you. You're a son, you're a daughter. My wife's in shock. Reach your hands towards Pastor Karen. <laughs> Father. It's King James. Why not? It's shocking, but you know, some people need to be shocked out of their cell phone right now. You've come to the right church. Welcome to Kings. If you've come in that way, you can go adopted. Go home adopted today. You can be adopted. You can be grafted in. You can, come on, you, though you might be separated from God because of your sin and in fact fatherless. Okay, I'll be kind and say it that way instead of the King James bastard one. I'll say fatherless. You can receive him. You guys like that. You're King Jimmy's over here, King, King James. You can receive him and be adopted and be healed. Anyway, what you expect, you will experience. Uh, Proverbs 10. Trying to get through the Bible in 90 days. Man, if you, if you blink, it just gets away from you. I'm trying to catch up. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. There's lots of people that are wealthy. And wealth, there's relational wealth. There's emotional wealth. It's not, it's not just the, it's not the dollar. It's your whole life. In fact, did you know that uh, in Luke 1, when Zacharias went and burned incense, at the, as it was chosen by Lot for him to burn incense, where that angel came and talked to him and said, you know, your, your wife Elizabeth will be with a, will be pregnant. John, you'll call his name John. That text, when he, would, he was chosen by Lot to burn incense, priests, he was one of 50. And for your name to be chosen to burn incense after that, after your name would be chosen, which might happen once in your lifetime, it might not ever happen. He would go and burn incense. After that, they would refer to you as he's rich because he burned incense to the Lord. See, so the blessing of the Lord makes one, one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. So expect God to bless you, all right? Yeah. Expect God to bless you. And you've got to ask what's coming out of your mouth. Oh, it's early, so I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm gonna, it's only 7.42. There ain't nothing on Netflix. What comes out of your mouth is very, very important. Go ahead. Go to Psalm 18, verse 20-something. Come however you want. All right, I'm trying. Worship team, you did a beautiful job. Psalm 18. So I'm trying to get you in your spirit a phrase for the new year. Multiplying.
Hallelujah. Well, that's not it. It's not Psalm 18, is it? It's Proverbs 18. God bless you, Berean student of the word back there, wherever you are. Proverbs. You too can have wisdom. Read Proverbs. There it is. Watch this. So I'm trying to get in your spirit. The blessing of God. You've got to speak the blessing. What you, what you expect, you'll experience. You've got to expect God's going to bless you. Say it. God is going to. I mean, you can, make, you can make it present. God has blessed me. I mean, you're here, most of you in your right mind. Most of you, if you're not, we can pray for you at the end. Or maybe during the middle of the service. He's blessed you. So you got the blessing of God. You say, well, I need a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, just, just trust God. He'll, he'll bring you through. And start speaking Life. Watch this. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Death. Everybody say death. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Turn to Numbers 14. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That means what's coming out of your mouth is, is either going to release life or gonna, you can speak death to your life. I hate to use my uh, father-in-law for an example, but he's in heaven. I'm sure he wouldn't mind now in realizing that he cursed himself when he was here in the earth because he constantly was saying, I'm going to die by the time I'm 60. I don't even like saying it as an illustration. That's how I know how powerful words are. I don't like saying that because I don't want it to come out of my own mouth, but it's not like hocus pocus. I'm going to live 120. I'm going to preach, pray, and prophesy and be taken in full strength right into glory, whether it be the rapture or it just be like, you're done. I'll be like, Yes! I'm not going to have sickness. I'm not going to have cancer. I'm not going to have disease. I'm not claiming any of that. I'm not expecting any of that. I'm not going to have a thyroid problem. I, and you say, well, I have those. Well, believe for healing, but don't speak it over your life. Don't expect that you're going to get sick. Don't expect that you're going to get broke, busted, disgusted, depressed. Speak life. Don't speak death. Numbers 14. Are you all there? Do we have a, a, a Bible person on the, on the media? Numbers 14, can we do that? Numbers 14, 28. This is fascinating. God brings the children of Israel. I'm trying to get you to speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Don't speak death. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Now stop what were they saying? Oh, you brought us out here to kill us. You brought us out of Egypt just to let us die in the wilderness. And he's like, all right then, fine, that's right. They were saying all of these things. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm trying to help you because I am blessed and I will multiply. I, you got to get it in your spirit. Speak it to yourself in the morning. Say it at lunchtime and every time in between. Every time you drink a cup of coffee, say, I am blessed and I will multiply. Come on. I am blessed and I will multiply. The confession. A positive, faith-filled confession has power when it's backed by the Word of God. God, I might preach in a minute. God stands over His Word to see it performed. So when you're speaking that Word of God out of your mouth, He begins to perform it, especially when it's mixed with faith. Now, if you're anything like me, when I first gave my heart to Jesus, I would just parrot these things like other men of God that I would hear, you know, 
It would have authority and anointing. And, and soon I would begin to see the fruit of that and my faith grew. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Meaning hear it and hear it again and hear it again and speak it and declare it and proclaim it. Come on, out of your mouth. Come on, James talks about your mouth and how your mouth, come on, you can't have cursing and blessing coming out of your mouth. James 3. Go to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10, please. 1 Corinthians 10. Sure is quiet in here. Moreover, brethren and sisterin. That's a joke. I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea. 1 Corinthians 10.10, is that? Okay, that's okay. And we're... Okay, here we go. Thank you, you're awesome. 1 Corinthians 10.10. I want to read the whole thing because it's fun. Can you go back to verse 2? Come however you are. We're all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Verse 3, thank you. And all the same, ate the same spiritual food, manna, and the word of the Lord. And drank from the same spiritual drink. For they, they drank of that spiritual rock that flowed, followed them. And that rock was Christ. All types and shadows of the greater things to come. Next verse. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. How many of you want to please him? I think all of us want to please him. Well, you have to have faith. And if your mouth doesn't line up with what God's word is, you're undermining God's power in your life. Has anybody ever been around a bellyacher, a complainer, a murmurer? Someone's just always dark. Well, that's not going to work. Oh, I don't think that... I don't know why you go to that church. Okay. God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. I just find that funny. Because actually people that murmur and complain find themselves, their bodies scattered. Next verse. Now these things became our examples. They became what? Our examples. In my house, my wife and I try to be good examples to our children. I have a pastor, his name is Dr. James Morocco, happens to be over the church that we're, that we're part of worldwide. He's been an amazing example of prayer, an amazing example of integrity, an amazing, amazing example of generosity and the blessing of God. I mean, over and over and over, no matter what obstacles or challenges, he just makes him through and God turns out, you know, the yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I will tell you something, we have walked through the valley of the shadow of death as a church. There's been times when we had three or four lawsuits, three lawsuits towards us, where there was no way out unless God came in, unless God just decimated. So, you know, he gives a dream. He gives a dream to Dr. Morocco, gives him a name of a lawyer that he never heard of before. He gets up, he writes it down, he looks it up in, in the Find the Lawyer book, probably the Yellow Pages back then. <laughs> Contacted him. The guy took our case, and both all cases were dismissed. 
And it was, it's the kind of thing that we wouldn't even be here if, 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 if that kind of a breakthrough didn't happen. Over and over and over, buying a building. No money, no money, no money. It's time for the down payment on the building that day. That day, some rogue phone call comes in and somebody drops off a check or somebody does the exact amount that we needed for the deposit over and over and over and over and over again. It's a beautiful example of faith. This text is talking about the children of Israel and an example of what not to do. How to have your body scattered around, around the desert, around the wilderness. They became examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Next verse. And do not become idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down, ate and drank, rose up to play. Next verse. We're getting there. Nor do you commit sexual immorality, as some of them did. You say, Pastor, you just wiped out half the church. Well, praise the Lord. You can repent, get right with God, and serve Him with all your heart. Amen. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Next verse. Nor let any tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Next verse. Here it is. Nor complain, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Leave it up. What does that mean? It means their mouth was lined up with death. They were speaking death. And some of you need to watch your mouth. Now, I'm, we're taking the offering and I'm taking plenty of time because it's just been so real. How, what is, what's the confession coming out of you? When you think confession, what do you think of? If you're a Catholic, you think of, you know, making confessing, confessing to the priest in the little booth. And you don't need that. Just saying. They take that scripture... Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another. You may be healed. They take that and make it into a priestly. I mean, there's only one high priest. His name is Jesus. You don't need a mediator, but you do need a brother. You do need a sister. It's good to, it's good to have people that you're accountable to and confessing to, but only Jesus can forgive you no matter how many Hail Marys you pray. That's a bad thing. And I would say that, that that would be extremely bad to be praying to Mary. My mama said, don't do it. Mama said, don't do it. So they release a were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, that's an article there. So that doesn't mean just some ugly wind came and they died. There is a demonic entity called the destroyer. And the destroyer can be released through your mouth. That's why I'm constantly trying to get you to watch your mouth. Some, I heard somebody just say it's hard. It's only hard, sorry to rebuke you, it's only hard if you're not in the Word and you're not, and you're not filled with the Spirit and you don't practice, you stay in worship. If you allow yourself to stay in the soul realm and in the flesh, then yeah, you're going to start saying stuff and agreeing with the way your flesh feels. Don't ever agree with your flesh. There's times when I'll wake up, my body doesn't feel so good. I'm moving anyway. I'm getting healed as I'm walking, as I'm getting out of bed. Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Hey, thank you, 120. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Preach, pray, and prophesy. And the other thing, you know, we preached on the baptism of the Spirit just last week. If you will get filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and you will pray in tongues a lot, that will help you curb your mouth. I had one, one person said they couldn't stop cursing, that they just cursed all the time, and they just, it was so grievous for them. I said, well, just get a, get soap a rope, you know, the, get a bar of ivory, you know, ivory or uh, Irish spring or 
you know, that lavender, whatever. You know the one that hangs on a, on a rope? You remember that? Remember when it came out in the 70s? Maybe you weren't born yet, but I think we got that a couple times. Anyway, just hang it around your neck, and every time you curse, just take it and shave it on your teeth. Just try that. Just try every time you curse, just start sucking on the soap and see how quick that remedies itself. It's amazing. All right, so one more scripture, and then we'll receive our offering. That's a long offering. But, you know, someone needed to hear that. I mean, you start talking about how depressed and how, you know, the more you stare at yourself and how fat you are, how thin you are, how ugly you think you are, or how much money you don't have, and, and oh, it's like you release a destroyer. Shut up. Watch your mouth. Come on, say it. Come on, say, shut up. Say it. Ready? One, two, three. Woo, Yes. Ushers, uh, we better help people. Four ways to give. There was a slide coming up any moment now. There it is. You can give electronically. You can give by check. Uh, we're returning the tithe to the Lord. If you want to sow into the building project, it is needed. And uh, God is providing for our every need as we move along. Uh, Job. 27, 28 says this, decree a thing and it shall be established. Decree a thing, it shall be established. What's a decree? Well, it can be written, and I would suggest go ahead and write some decrees. What, what do you believe in God to do over the next year? You can write that out and decree it. We just went through a prophetic conference. I mean, if you got a prophetic word, write that thing out. Claim it, lay hold of it, get in it like a howitzer and mow down all the opposition and quit lining your mouth up with the enemy. Releasing the destroyer, the destroyer, a demonic entity you'll see throughout Scripture. Apollyon in the, in the, the book of Revelation. The name is Apollyon. It is one of the most wicked, oh my gosh, creepy. I think maybe the destroyers are, I think maybe Apollyon's already been released in the earth. I don't know for sure where we're at in the whole, sure got quiet in here. Started talking about the book of Revelation and Apollyon and stuff. The destroyer. Yeah, your mouth can release him on your life. Life and death. Death and life. So, you know what I'm going to do? Even though I might not feel like it at times, I'm going to say, I am blessed and I will multiply. We are blessed and we will multiply. I'll share this. Uh, uh, ushers, would you come? I was uh, at the church property today and uh, and had a small meeting there and met with the guys that worked there. So appreciate you guys. God bless you. Uh, as I was driving out of the property, I'm with my 16-year-old son. It was around lunchtime. We were going to go home and have lunch and get back to work. He's going to get back to school. We're driving, and I got to a familiar place in the property where I've stood many times when it was a barn. And we didn't have any money to buy the property. I've stood at that place when there was no hope. None in the natural. I've stood in that place of the property when we had challenges and problems and, and difficulty and no financing. Now it just so happens as I'm standing there, there's a 73,000 square foot building. Just so, just so happens. Now, if you think that that happened by us lining our mouths up with what the devil wants to say, and he wants to talk all the time. 
And I was driving the car. My son is driving the car, which is refreshing. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a chauffeur, yeah. It's awesome. He says to me, do you feel that? He said, man, it's intense here. And we drive up. I said, stop the car. They stopped the car, and we sat there. She had some worship playing. And, you know, the level of warfare, there's levels of darkness that are, you guys might want to sit just for a second, just take those corner chairs. There are levels of darkness. Let me just think that, well, you're just going to have, it's just going to happen. It is not just going to happen. There is a, there is a spiritual battle on greater than we've ever seen before with John Duke and different ones winning souls like crazy, God pouring out. Look at a Wednesday night. Look at a, look at a Wednesday night. There's hundreds of people on a Wednesday night at some church in Wasilla. Our church is being heard of all over the place. We had 77, one of our, one of our little things went viral, 70, you know, virals over 10,000, 77,000 views on some. I'm telling you, God is touching people right now, right now, even over the internet. So if you think you're just going to like whistle Dixie and walk on into the promised land, no, 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 no. It requires an act of violence. And you can see, the, you can see in Revelation 12, verse 11, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And talking of Satan, I've preached on it dozens of times. You overcome darkness by the blood of the Lamb. You don't have the blood of the Lamb, then you have nothing. You're ruined. You're finished. You might as well wait for impact. Put a bullseye in your chest and wait for death. You can't do it by yourself, but by the blood, by his power, by his resurrection power, we can do all things through him. Sickness, disease, infirmities got to go. Depression and anxiety got to go. We're the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower. Come on, we're on top. We're not underneath. We're, if God before us, who can be against us? We're more than conquerors through Christ. Come on, we can do it. We can make it. We are, the, we are God's God's voice in the earth. You can think of it that way, that the church, the nios of God, the temple of God, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. He's taken up residence on the inside of me. When I pray, he inclines his ear and the devil runs. I've got authority over darkness. I've got authority over disease. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Ah! Come on, God is on the throne and he's called us to be his ambassadors, not to be a bunch of pansies, not to be a bunch of losers, but to walk in the blessing of God. And you have to forcefully evict anything that says anything contrary to that. And it could be in your own mind. Or you can keep smoking dope and taking your pills and wait till it's over. Not me. So he said, stop the car. And he stopped the car. We were right there at that place where I've stood so many times and just lost my mind in the Holy Ghost. And if people could see me from the highway at times when I've done it, they just think, that's that crazy pastor. So I felt like, I felt like, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't this, but I don't really know. I felt like I bumped into a principality. I felt like, poof, whoa, what's that? So blessed by the Lord that I just, you know, the minute you start to feel any kind of fear, that's a clear indication that the devil's moving. The devil's, the, 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 the,
devil will spray fear like a skunk. So we felt this intensity. Actually, I didn't feel a bunch of fear. I felt a bunch of power. I prayed up today. Anybody else prayed up today? So we started praying. My son and I started praying. We're in the car, but that just wasn't enough. Man, I got out of the car, closed the Oh, maybe the door was open. I had worship playing. My chauffeur sitting there. I reached my hands towards that thing. And I said in the name of Jesus, your power's broken. This thing will be built because it's the Lord's idea. He said, I'll build my house and my house of prayer. I will build the church and the gates of hell will not. I command you in the name of what do you think you're doing? Get off of my property. And you just felt like this. I'm like, Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Some of, you need to, some of you need to go back to your house and evict him. Some of you need to go back to your apartment, back to your condo. Some of you need to take your prophetic finger and drive him right out of your business, right out of your marriage, right out of your kids. Come on, you got to take, oh, you got to take authority. 804. And by the end of the day, the report of everything that we needed to hear has started to come to pass. That's not an accident. I know a mountain you're facing tonight. Mountains move by faith. You've got to speak to them and command them to move. You have no authority if you're living in sin and separated from God. But once you're right with God because you've repented and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have every right. But an unrenewed mind, those in the body of Christ that do not know their authority, will be washed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine and not walk in a dimension of power and authority to take a territory. You can't take a territory if you haven't taken every stronghold in your own life. And if you don't tear down the strongholds in your own life, there ain't no way you're going to be able to take down strongholds in a territory. Just not going to be able to happen. It won't happen. What you're bound by, you will never move an authority over. I mean, you have to get unbound. Does that make sense? What you're bound by, you'll never be able to take authority over in someone else's life. Man, I have rabbit trail. But I don't think it's a rabbit trail. I think the Holy Spirit just sort of flowed, moved up in here. How many of you getting ministered to? Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Let's see where else he's going to take us. Lord, we declare. All right, ushers, I think we're ready. We declare. We proclaim. The blessing of God on our lives. I am blessed. I will multiply. Make it corporate. We are blessed. We will multiply. Everything we touch will prosper. Every place our feet go, you will give us the land. There is nothing, no weapon formed against it that's going to prosper. Lord, we'll overcome all of those things by the blood and the blood of Jesus for the glory of God. Thank you for the authority. We humbly submit ourselves to your leadership and thank you for the precious promises that are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. They're not an ambiguous blend of maybe. And what God did for one man, he can do for another. What he did for one woman, he can do for another. What he did for one group of people, he can do for another group of people if they have faith to believe. What he did at other times, what he did at other times in history, he can do right now. Well, he poured out his spirit in Germany at the Reformation. He can do it here. What he did at other times and other places, he can do now. He can do here. 
through you. You are the answer to so many people's prayers. I am blessed and I will multiply. Release a spirit of multiplication upon this church, upon the people here, upon the businesses, upon all those that are in covenant with us. Lord, bind and break off every assignment of discouragement. We will line our mouths up. How are you? I'm blessed with the ability to accrue great amounts of wealth. Try that. How are you? I'm blessed with the ability to accrue great amounts of wealth. Try it again. How are you doing today? I'm blessed with the ability to accrue great amounts of wealth. I'm a soul winner. Ha! I'm a lender. Hey, I'm being prospered. Yes! The blessing of Abraham rests upon me as you bless Abraham in all things. Bless us in all things for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, bless to be a Go ahead, ushers. Oh, I need you, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you, how I need you, and like the desert needs the rain, and like the morning needs the sun, and like the ocean needs the streams, Lord, we need you, cause Lord, we Bibles, turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 47, and uh, you may be seated, and if one of our uh, folks can turn that fan on, and either that or it's just me, I just preached myself hot right there. Last Wednesday, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and um, I sent that out to a number of friends of mine that got really touched by the Lord through it. It's uh, very encouraging to see Ezekiel 47. It's very encouraging, thank you, to, uh, to see people believing and contending for the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Somebody said, man, your church is like different, dude. Well, 
I don't know about all that. And I just, I really want to move with the Spirit. And I love, I love the Holy Spirit. I love God. And I know you do too. And I want His Spirit to move in our midst because I'm mindful that when the Spirit of God moves, everything changes. Listen, you can't teach demons. You all know that, right? You can try to teach demons. They are horrible students. They don't listen. No, demons need to be forcefully evicted. And the only way that happens is by somebody being filled with the power and the authority, the Word and the Spirit of God. And so I want to read to you text and then look at it briefly tonight. I'm not going to hold you real long. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 47. And um, we do have notes for you. Let's go ahead and let's look at this. It's always good when you hear giggling in church. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And we usually stand, but not tonight. We'll just smash that just in case. There was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. This is a vision that Ezekiel is having. He brought me out by the way of the north gate, led me around the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out the right right side, verse 3. And when the man went out east with a line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river, verse 7. And when I returned there along the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because the waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. I want you to say that. And everything will live wherever the river goes. And it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from the En Gedi to En Gelim. And there will be places for the spreading their nets. And there will be fish of the same kinds of the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. But its swamps, marshes, will not be healed, and they'll be given over to salt 
along the bank of the river and on the side of that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. And their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. And they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Father, thank you for this amazing vision. Move in power in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1995, an evangelist by the name of Rodney Howard Brown came to our church. I, by God's providence, happened to be there. My mother was there also. And uh, some of you were mightily impacted here in Alaska by that precious brother. Actually, what was taking place was nothing new. It's just that the Holy Spirit, for whatever reason, had been dialed down. Or what was taking place had happened in, in the church for generations. But it was a fresh move of the Spirit of God. Manifestations of God's power were all over the church. I can tell you stories the rest of the night about the things that I saw. And then we could have people come and testify about the things that they experienced. And I think for me, the greatest thing that I realized... Oh, so it's a slippery slope. You start testifying, you can slip right in, and it's all over for you. If you've never experienced God's power, the river, can I call it that? If you've never experienced a river of God, oh, it's time. The river of God's spirit. In 95, we got so overcome, spent hours weeping crying, laughing. For me, the greatest experience, I, I, I had hands laid on me, and I don't really know what happened. I think my mother said I looked like a whirling dervisher. I spun like a top all around this gym, and uh, everywhere I went, people were falling out, falling down. I don't really remember any of that at all, but I do remember coming out of that experience later, radically changed, and the revelation I had was I had no idea how big God is. I mean, he's, he's God. So many testimonies. One of the passages that became very meaningful at that time to our church is Ezekiel 47. Let's look at it. Ezekiel has a vision. There's seven specific elements in the vision. This is, comes right from the text. Water comes from under the threshold, under the door of the temple flowing. It doesn't have any tributaries to it, meaning that there's no rivers that are flowing into it. It's flowing from the temple all by itself. And it becomes a mighty river. Every, every uh, 1,700 feet, basically, an angel would measure. It gets deeper, ankle deep, 1,700 feet. It's now knee deep, 1,700 more feet. It's now up to the waist, 1,700 more feet. And now it's a river, a mighty river that you can't even swim across. There is a forest, if you could just think of it that way, a forest of trees on each side of the river, as we read. And the flow of the river was from Jerusalem to the Jordan Valley to the sea, to the Dead Sea. Now, I've been to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is dead. It flows all the way there. 
And it, the, the Dead Sea is so filled with minerals that you can actually float. You can float. You don't sink. You just sort of float on top. Maybe you've seen some pictures like that. Nothing lives there. In fact, the Dead Sea is the lowest place in the whole earth. The, whole, the Dead Sea is the lowest point in the entire globe. Kind of amazing. And it's evaporating now. But what happens is that life takes place wherever the river flows. Wherever this river flows, life bursts out. But these swamps and these marshes, they stay dead. It's a stagnant water. And the last thing, the seventh thing in the text that we read is that there is these banks of the river, there's these fruit trees, and they bear fruit every month. That's not, I have an apple tree in my yard. I'm not sure it ever bears fruit just yet. I have leaves on it, happy about that. Every month, it produces fruit. These trees produce fruit, and it's a picture of, of the blessing. There's other passages in Scripture talk about the river, the river of God, the river, the river of God. In Joel 3, listen, the best way to, to, to look at Scripture, to study Scripture, is by using Scripture of course, other means as well, but you define scripture by scripture. You compare. When you look, when you when you read a passage, every every believer should have a concordance. Well, you know, I mean, if you have internet now, I mean, you can get an exhaustive concordance. How many of you raise your hand if you know what that is? If you don't, I'm gonna help you. All right. So there's quite a few people that don't know. An exhaustive concordance. You can find every word that's in the Bible in an exhaustive concordance. So you can look how many times is a, the article a. And you can see all the scriptures that have A in it, the article A. Or, or you can look for a river in this case and look up all the scriptures for river. Well, not, not all of them pertain to this, but some of them do. And you can do word studies like on your mouth and speech. I dare you. Let, 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 me, let me say this. This is just a little sidebar, and we'll get back into the message. Whatever area you're looking for victory on, go do a word study on it, right? So, okay, so you have an anger problem, you lose your temper. Well, I'm going to help you. you. Go do a word study on anger, and you'll come across Proverbs like, the fool gives full vent to his wrath. And so you memorize scriptures like that. Like the city without walls is the man who gives full vent to his anger. So how do you know those scriptures? <laughs> uh, I was angry and uh, started studying those things. And then the minute you want to just blow your stack, you'd be like, the fool, the Holy Spirit will just bring it right to mind. The fool gives full vent to your wrath. You'll be like, oh, I don't want to be a fool. <laughs> like a city without walls. If a city doesn't have walls, it's like, like a house without a front door, homie. In the winter is the man who gives full vent to his anger. Great, so if you want to just give full vent to your anger, you might as well just let everybody come and take all your stuff, rip off, just let all the heat go out the front door, and soon you won't have anything. So when you look at the picture of the river God mentioned in other passages of Scripture, Joel 3 comes to mind, and it says this, And it will come to pass in the last day that the mountains will drip with new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah will be flooded with water. The fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord to the valley of Achaz. That is this valley. That is this valley that Joel's talking about. So this is a reference clearly to Ezekiel 47. Fountain, another word for fountain is river. Turn to Zechariah chapter 13, if you would. 
Zechariah 13 and verse 1. It says, In that day the fountain or river shall be opened for the house of David and for the people of Jerusalem for sin and impurity. Verse uh, 8 of Zechariah chapter 14 now says, In that day the living waters, does that ring a bell to anybody up in here, to any New Testament readers? In that day the living water, the what? The living water. In that day the living waters will flow out of Jerusalem. Half of them to the eastern sea, which is the Dead Sea. And half to the western sea. This is a reference to Ezekiel 47. John 4, let's go to the New Testament. We're talking about the river of God. We're talking about the vision of Ezekiel that he has. What does that mean for us? Oh, it means everything for us. John 4 and 14, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never be thirsty again, but the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water. Another version says rivers of living water will flow from him. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Vision of the temple. Rivers of living water. How many of you know the church is also the temple of the Holy Spirit? John 7 and 38. And 39, whoever believes in me. I'm going to read the Amplified Version. Whoever believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in, relies on me, as the Scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Verse 39, but he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. What was he speaking of? The Holy Spirit. Last Scripture, just for now. I'm just tapping it. Not going super deep. Revelation chapter 22. Then the angels showed me a river of the water of life, clear and crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its streets. And on either side of the river was a tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit. See how similar. Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. Wow. Get the picture of this. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit at work today. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit at work today. Can I have keyboards, please? He brings life. What was dead, he makes alive. Right in the text, and the same is true today. One of the reasons you're experiencing life, we're seeing explosion of souls and families and people being added to the church. It's because of the river. It's because of the power of the Holy Spirit. He's setting people free. He's, he's bringing life to the dead places. There's so many broken people. I, I was chosen for um, jury duty. I had to show up. I showed up for one day. And I got to experience, uh, you know, the jury selection process. And I didn't have to go back today, and I don't have to go tomorrow. And i got to call in the rest of the week. Anybody ever been on a jury? And what happened was I experienced the incredible brokenness. I did not. 
on 12. It worked. Picked that up from a post I made. I'm believing to get out by 1030 and put up a live streamed thing. But God was at work. I mean, I, the cross section of our community is there. Oh, the rich, the poor, the halt, the lame, the addicted, the afflicted. I mean, and I, you know, I just looked, and there was three people from our church and one that doesn't come anymore. <laughs> and I, I just I looked at the cross-section of, uh, it's a cross-section of Alaska, of Wasilla. And I realized, oh, my God, well, everybody needs Christ, man. Everybody not just, just needs Jesus. Everybody needs the gospel, needs the power of God. Not just the gospel preached to them. The full gospel. They need the, you need the river. Need the river. Need the freedom. Need healing that comes. You know, some of you have had a hard time loving people, but you know, because maybe you didn't experience the kind of love that you needed when you were in your home, when you grew up. But you know, if you'll keep coming and you'll open up your heart to the move of the Spirit of God, you'll learn how to love. It's just He changes you. He brings life to the dead places. Some of you are so bitter and so angry, shaking your fist at God. It wasn't God's fault. So somebody said, I'm so offended. I just hate church. I hate church. Well, that's stupid. That's the devil, man. Make sure you hate. You know, I don't care for dead church either. You understand? But there is, there is life. And I love the body of Christ. I love what it's doing in our midst. It's the river of the Spirit of God being poured out. Makes us fruitful. You see this fruit that just explodes. Wow. You know, I got, I got to go on to say that in my own personal life, there were aspects of my being that I just really needed healing. And if that's the way it is for you, well, welcome to the human race, man. You know what's crazy is when you run away. It was modeled before me to just stay and don't church jump. Just stay put. Stay put. And somehow we were able to do that, my wife and I. I was talking to somebody that knew us all the way back, way back then. And he said, man, you were a mess. I'm like, thanks. thinking you were a mess too. We're all a mess. Well, if you think you arrived, then you have a pride problem, so you're still a mess. You know, in the 1500s, 1600s, they were looking for the fountain of youth. Yeah, and they, and they, th they thought they found it in Florida. They, they, they think they find lots of stuff in Florida. There ain't no fountain of youth in Florida. But there is a fountain. The river. The Holy Spirit. It's time to go swimming. Makes us fruitful. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, good. Come on, fruit of the Spirit. Come on. Come on, some of you. Some of you, some of you need to take a swim. You stink. You just wash off some of that stink. Wash off some of that bad fruit you got. You talking to me? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, talking to you. You know, in, 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 in services like this, when I'm not sure what's going to happen, I'm, I'm almost done. In services where the power 
The Spirit of God, there's such a sweet presence here tonight. In services where I've been mightily touched by the Holy Spirit, an interesting thing happens to me. If I'm able to drive, and sometimes I'm undone. I'm undone, like, um, and my wife will say, do you need me to drive? And I'll say, "Uh uh-huh. And so she'll drive. Or sometimes she's undone, and I'm driving. Now we have a chauffeur, so he can drive, too. And I've found myself pulling out of here, going down the road, where normally I'm exceeding the speed limit. I'm, I'm driving 25 miles an hour, and there's people behind me. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. And Karen will be like, sweetheart. I'm like, yes. She's all, you need to go to the speed limit. When usually she's all, slow down. What happened? Holy Spirit, when he gets, he, he gets in you, he, he, he just brings us, he brings fruit, he brings love, he brings peace, he brings joy. Oh, the things of the world go strangely dim. You come into the presence of the Lord. And what we need in this hour, what our, what our state needs, what our nation needs, is a gully washer of the river of the Spirit of God. We don't need religion and tradition. We don't need that. Yeah, we need the teaching of God's Word. I'm doing it right now. But you have to have a move of the Spirit. I know some, I'm, I, I read this article, I, I referenced it last week. I mean, there was such an argument for, for this strange fire, it was called. It was the stupidest, most critical, dead, twice pulled up from the roots, powerless Christian article, cross-referencing scriptures that didn't even apply to what they were talking about, pointing their fingers at different parts of the body of Christ like they were God's ordained cop for the hour to make sure no apostasy took place. You know, and I'm thankful for that in that it helps bring correction to to spiritual fruit, nuts, and flakes. There does need to be a balance. And I'll tell you what I love about our church. I believe, and I'm told by, by those that are looking out from the outside and from those I'm accountable to, and I've experienced it in, as I came up in this church. There's a balance here. I mean, we might be at the ankle level, but praise God, there's something. I want to go deeper into the things of the Spirit. Can you say Amen. The forest, the trees, a picture of growth. These trees along the bank, it's a picture of growth. Don't ever stop growing in the Spirit. There's this lie that, this lie that like, well, you know, you got the gift of prophecy when you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, you spoke in tongues, and then, and then you just started knowing things. You just had this, you know, knowledge about things that were going to take place. You just knew it, and this gift of prophecy stirred. Fantastic. Well, you think that like, that's it. No, you can have all of them. What do you mean, all of them? You can go read through the gifts. There's, I think there's 21, 22 different gifts of the Spirit. There's not just nine. Okay, there's nine in Corinthians, but there's others in Romans. And you can cross-reference, and I've preached on that and taught on it before. You can have the gifts of the Spirit operating in your life. Now, there will be key gifts, or how should I say that? Um, a primary gifting sometimes that's stronger than others. But you can believe for the gift of faith. You can believe for, come on, you can believe for gifts of healing, healing gifts. How many of you wouldn't mind flowing in that? 
Well, you start praying for it. You start speaking. Father, thank you that these signs will follow them that believe. I'm a believer. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to recover. Lord, release the gifts of healing in my life. And then you start putting your faith to it. You start stretching out. Don't just wait for some other Catherine Coleman to rise. I mean, thank God for Catherine Coleman, but you might be the next one. Who knows? Or you can rest on your laurels. That's, listen, have a... Have a, a, a hunger, an appetite for the things of God. So wherever you are in God, go deeper. There's this guy, Sean Bolts. I mean, he's, I don't know, he's probably 30-something. I don't know, maybe he's 40, whatever. Anyway, I remember when I first heard of him. I mean, he just gets full-on addresses and names. That's not unusual. Jack Coe, different ones. They didn't end so well in the end. But, but I mean, amazing gifts, the word of knowledge. You know, 554 Sycamore Street. Uh, anybody here? Is there anybody here? 554 Sycamore? Does that mean? Yeah, listen, this is how it works, actually. I'm not kidding. 554 Sycamore. Anybody? You grew up there? Anything like that? Anyone? Online? Just go wild on Facebook and then call 911 or something. I don't know. See, we, we just think that you, you just think that you know, these thoughts flow, and sometimes they're you, and sometimes they're God. You have to learn to figure out which one it is, but if you start practicing and exercising your senses, the river gets bigger in you. The river gets bigger in you. Some of you settle for a trickle when God wants to, God wants you to be like, God wants you to be swimming. It's a picture of growth, and these fish come. And he makes us like John Duke, fishers of men. It's a picture of evangelism. Fish, all these fish, and I will make you fishers of men. It's a, and I notice all the different kinds of fish from the great sea. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Salvation spreading out. Throw your net on the other side. It's a picture of growth. The fruit of the Spirit's continually seen in our lives, 12 months out of the year. Come on, someone say, I'm never out of season. Say it. Come on, say, I'm instant. In the Holy Spirit, we bring healing and refreshing to others. You know, if you read church history, and I'm, I'm almost closing. You read church history, you'll find when the church is being persecuted in the early church, about 500 years of incredible persecution. It's interesting that the different uh, Roman emperors that were really bad never lived past three and a half years. They would all die, like randomly die, get some disease, keel over and croak. And the church would flourish at the time. And what's recorded uh, through different scholars and historians is that pagans who didn't even believe in Jesus, when they would get sick, would find a believer to get them to pray for them so they would be healed. Do you know the same is true here? Do you know that? Do you know we have people that come from other parts of the body part, maybe denied. I don't, would never want to embarrass anybody. And I don't, I'm not saying anything bad about other churches. But God bless the body of Christ. We need the body. We're a little crazy for some people. They can't handle it. That's okay. No excuses. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. I'm going to preach, pray, prophesy, and let God be glad. I'm, I did not get saved and stayed in the church because they had great mochas or cool games. I first did go you know, because I like some of the girls who were going to a particular church. But then when I wanted the, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, I'd go to that other church. Well, we're the other church. And, and, and it's okay. Come on, praise God. 
Somebody said, you know, you guys are like the, you know, kind of like the odd cousin. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Fishers have been fruits continually seen in their lives. Holy Spirit is seen through healing and refreshing to others. I'll never forget when we opened Primrose. We'll never forget that. It's me, Tammy, right, Tammy? I don't know who else was there. Carol, Minister Carol, maybe she was there. Not yet? Just us. You got the door open. We went. They told us not to swing from the chandelier. You remember that first service? I mean, they basically said, you're from the church on the corner, right? And he's like, um, I'm not quite sure how to say this. Um, you remember that, right? I said, you don't want us to swing from the chandelier. He says, yes. No chandeliers. I said, no problem. So we'll, you know, and the first service, those beautiful people were weeping and crying under the power of God. Listen, you don't need to fake it. Either you got the river or you don't. If you don't, you need it. If you do, let them flow. And it doesn't need, you could just show up. I've just showed up in places, and all of a sudden, stuff starts happening. All of a sudden, God starts moving. Devils start manifesting. All of a sudden, it's like, huh, wonder what's going to happen. It's exciting going around town. Is anybody else excited? Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? It's exciting for me to take a journey anywhere around our town. Why? Because I do not know what's going to happen. Come on, John, give me an amen. And you can make things happen. You can bring the river. And it's for healing and refreshing. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus all across this place. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. Let the river of His Spirit touch you right now. Some of you got dust. Let Lord blow the dust out. Release your power. Release healing. Release refreshing. All right, back in the notes. The Holy Spirit desires to manifest Himself in a greater way among, among us. He wants to move ankle deep, knee deep, waist. He wants to move deeper and deeper and broader and broader and wider and wider. That will happen as we pray, as we contend, as we're hungry, as we're thirsty. The Holy Spirit will move in power in a greater and greater way. If the Holy Spirit becomes just become, becomes part of our religious teaching, listen to this now. If the Holy Spirit becomes just a part of our religious teaching, right in your notes, but not allowed to flow and do what He desires to do, we will become dead. One of the reasons those that there are spiritually dead people, dead churches is because they've dumbed down, let me say it differently, is because they brought the Holy Spirit to a place of teaching and they would teach about Him and settle for a little ankle deep maybe or none. A number of years ago I had a dream and I think I'll probably close with this. Here, three more points for you note takers, all right? We must commit ourselves to receive the Lord. Receive from the Lord all he has for us. Number two, guess what that would be? Oh, you guys are reading the screen. Jump into the river of God. And thirdly, let the Holy Spirit refresh and renew you. I want to share this dream that I had that really marked me. I was preaching uh, in the dream for a very large um, congregation. It was like some conference, but it was like a conference in some mega building. I mean, like as far as you could see, people everywhere, TV cameras, 
all of that. Dr. Morocco is the one who's leading the meeting, and I'm the guest speaker. I've got my finest suit on, and I am dressed, and I am prayed up, and I got my Bible, and I got my notes, and I'm like ready. Worship's off the chain, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, come on. Come on, Jesus. And all of a sudden, I have to go to the bathroom. So I have an armor bearer. You know what that is? It's kind of old school. It's kind of like somebody who's an assistant to you to help you. So I say to the guy, I say, man, I got I to gotta use the men's room. So I turn off and head down the aisle and walk to the back of this, you know, sanctuary that's massive. I mean, it takes a, quite a while. And I get to the end, and then we turn right to go to the bathroom. And as I'm going along the wall in the back of the church, there is a pile of people, like, you know, maybe seven or eight people. And they're on the floor laughing and weeping and really getting touched by the Holy Spirit. And I thought to myself, wow, God's really moving already. Praise God. Fantastic. Well, as I come into their midst, it's like a giant angel jumps on my back. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it's just like, boom, I get hit. I hit the floor. My Bible, my notes, everything are everywhere. My suit and everything's jacked up. I mean, tie like this, jacket over my head, you know, pants all messed up. I mean, I mean like a full-on pile-up. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And it's like, I'm, I can't get up. And I'm, I'm lying there, and I say to the Lord, God, I've got to preach. Let me up. And that doesn't happen. I ain't getting off the floor. I can't get off the floor. I've had that experience before. That might happen to you. You say, what's that about? I think he doesn't want you to get up. I'm pretty sure. So I lied there. And, and eventually, I got up. When I got up, I mean total wreckage. You know, like, does anybody know what I'm talking about? When I go to preach, listen, when I go anywhere, I want to, I, I, I enjoy looking decent. I, I'm, I'm representing the kingdom. I, I, don't, I don't wear wrinkle, wrinkle, messed up. I mean, if I'm painting my house, I'm painting my house. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go preach in front of a, thousands of people all over TV. I want to represent the Lord right. I want to represent my family right. I want to represent the church right. I want to represent. I want to represent. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, so, you know, I can't represent now because my clothes are all jacked up. I look like I just got chewed up and spit out. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, oh, man, we got a problem. You know what I mean? It's like my shirt is ripped or whatever. It's, it was like irreconcilable, like you couldn't put it back together. You know what I mean? So I said to my armor bearer, Ben, I got to go back to my hotel. Instantly, I'm in my hotel room. It's a dream. So I'm in my hotel room. And uh, I, I go and I, I'm like, I got to get a pair of pants. I find a pair of pants. I get them on. They're too tight. Can't get them. Find another pair of pants. They rip. Straight. I'm like, Lord, I'm supposed to be there. You know, the worship's continuing. They're waiting for the guest speaker kind of thing, you know. And it's like taking a while. So I finally get a pair of pants and I can't find a shirt that matches. No, you know what I mean? I mean, like, this kind of thing sort of, it might, I might have a little touch of, uh, anyway. I'm blessed, and I will multiply. <laughs> I am blessed, and I will multiply. So, you know, I'm kind of like, man. So finally I get a shirt that's lame, but I can swallow it. And I, I kind of get my act together, and I'm like, it's lame, but it's not that bad. And it's going to be all right. We're just going to preach. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is, right? Boom. I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm walking up the front. 
I'm coming, Dr. Morocco's, lift your hands to the Lord. And he looks at me like, where have you been, dude, you know? I mean, we say things from the, how many of you know there's a lot of language that happens? The fly is a big one, you know, if somebody lives there. My fly's up, so you don't need to check. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm walking up. Dr. Morocco's like, and tonight we have a man of God. He's like talking about me as I'm, he's giving honor to me. I'm coming up, and I realize, I sit down. He's introducing me, and I'm like, my Bible. My Bible and my notes. So I say to the armor bearer guy, dude. My bi- it's back where I wiped out on the Holy where that big angel jumped on my back. Go back there. Get my Bible. He's like, okay. And he gets up and walks the opposite stinking direction. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, and he walks off. I got no Bible, no notes. I'm wearing clothes that are lame. Oh, no, 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 there's one other aspect of it. I was walking, while I'm walking, about to sit down, before I realized it in my Bible and my notes, it's like I peed myself. I didn't, I didn't, but I have a wet stain all the way. I mean, like, all the way wet, like, full-on lost your bladder. And so I look, and when I, when I look, I'm like, oh, it's the Lord. The Lord's messing with me. And I get up, and Dr. Morocco's like, and uh, Pastor Daniel. So that's my dream. And the Lord spoke to me. I was, oh yeah, it was like a nightmare from God. So a lot of things he said. You care too much about the way you look. He said that. <laughs> you know, that's pretty clear. Okay. Okay, yes, Lord. Yes. Some of you don't care enough. I, apparently I was caring too much. Anyway, you'll get that on the way home. And so... He basically told me, you can't make the Holy Spirit seeker-friendly. And I knew what that meant. Because we, we, we want the river to come. We want it clean. We, hey. And organized and orderly. It just really can't. We, we want him to come like we want him to come. But I will tell you something. When a river comes, you all ever been stuck in a river? Good luck. Yeah, you try to swim out of the river, swim hard, Bubba best to just go with the flow, man. Just let the river take you in the Spirit. You can't make the Holy Spirit seeker-friendly. And I'm not going to try. And I want Him to say, well, what do you do about the flesh? Well, God's given us a sermon. So if there's a manifestation of the flesh, He's big enough to take care of it. If it becomes something that's that's interrupts what the Holy Spirit's doing, we'll be stopping it. You say, how do you know which that is? I, here's what I teach all of my pastors. Allow the, if, if, if laughing starts breaking out right now, praise the Lord. People start crying, praise the Lord. People start falling out, praise God. I don't really care. I don't care. Unless I do. And when I do care and something bothers me, twists on the inside of me, I stop it. Because that is the indication by the Holy Spirit. In my, I'm, le- I'm the pastor. I'm leading the work. Here, I'm leading the service. And if it twists and turns in me and I don't like it, I stop it. Or if it's if it's clear and obvious, somebody starts acting like a chicken in the back and pecking at the, you know, we're gonna cast the devil out of you. Spirit of chicken's gonna come out. Amen. We'll send uh, Minister Gill and Rosie to deal with the chicken. Amen. 
Did you get something tonight? Come on, won't you, won't you just lift your hands and we're going to sing that come however you want thing. Can we do that? Because I want them to come like that. I want the Holy Spirit to come, to flow, to move, to touch. We're not going to go much longer, but the river of God is flowing through this place. And some of you really need to be refreshed, encouraged. Some of you need to be healed. Holy Spirit, won't you come right now? Won't you come? Holy Ghost, come by your power. Come by your anointing right now. However you are, however Holy Spirit, with your power, release your fire, your love, release your power, release your healing touch right now, release your fruitfulness. number of people here that you're not right with God. If you're not right with God, do not leave this place. Don't turn off that computer, shut down that device without getting reconciled to God. And I sense in the spirit that actually some of you might be, this might be the very last service that you have an opportunity to get right with Him. Your heart's gotten hard. Let me just talk about that for a brief moment. I will not go past nine o'clock. Is that all right? Another five minutes and we'll be done. If you resist, listen to me. If you, if you didn't hear anything I said till right now, listen right now. If you resist the pulling of God's Spirit on your heart over and over and over again, it'll be like, it'll be like a lathe. Has anybody ever seen a lathe? And if your heart would be like a triangle and you put it on a lathe, I mean, I'm trying, just trying to think of an illustration here. And that triangle spinning around with all the points. And every time that point would touch your conscience, you'd feel a little prick about that. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's not right. But if you continue to resist that, it's like a lathe from the devil begins to just chip away at those points. And soon you don't ever feel your conscience anymore. And, and, and some of you are right, right on the edge of that. There is a thing called a seared conscience. A Middle Eastern dove, a picture of the Holy Spirit, has nine main wing feathers that point towards the head. And it balances itself with five main tail feathers. The nine feathers of the wings are a picture of the nine gifts, so even though there's more, but a picture of the nine gifts of 1 Corinthians 12. The five-fold ministry is a picture of its tail. And God, by His Word, chose the Holy Spirit to represent, chose, chose a dove to represent the Holy Spirit. One of the pictures, oil, water, a dove. A Middle Eastern dove can be scared away from its food three times. And after that, it's not coming back. And some of you are on your third shot. So much so that the Holy Spirit would turn in me now to pause my altar call to tell you this might be the last. Wake up. Because it might be the last time you're playing 
playing with fire. What do you think? Well, I just kind of, I just, I just give myself to the Lord. You have, listen, your heart is deceitfully wicked. You don't know which one is the last touch of the lathe from the enemy. And you'll be seared, and then you'll never serve God, and you end up in hell. You think you can come to God anytime you want? You are absolutely, positively, 100% mistaken. No man can come to the Father except through Jesus. And, and, and no man comes to him unless the Holy Spirit draws him. And he's, he's, he's bothered me, troubled me at the end of this service to wait for you, for you, to wait for you. It's time to serve God with whatever conscience you have left, whatever measure of faith you have. It's time to turn from your selfish ways, turn from your sin, and he will heal you and he will set you free. You're so filled with bitterness and anger. Pitching a fit like a little child when the Lord is offering you complete deliverance. So, if you're here, and that's you, in a moment you want to respond to this call. Anyone else? You want to get right with God first time or make a recommitment to Him because you drifted? You're not as on fire as you used to be? You want to come home? If that's you, no show of hands. Everybody looking around. If that's you, come to the front. I don't want to embarrass you, but I also know that if you don't respond in front of people that really love God, come on, somebody, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, there's others coming. Come on, you need to come. You know what it is. You move out from the middle of the aisle. Come on, come. Come on, come. Come on, come. Come on. Come on, make it the first day of the rest of your life. Come on, come. Come on, come. Come on, come. Come. Come on, come. Come on, continue to put your hands together. Come right now. I bind demon power that would try to hold people back. Right now, take your hands off of these ones. Let them respond. If you're not right with God, get out from where you are and come to the front now. We're going to pray all together. All right. Come however you are. We're going to repent all together across this place. Some of us reaffirming our faith. I'm going to be praying with you. Many in the congregation will be praying. Those online on whatever device you're on, pull your car over, pull over your scooter. Do whatever you got to do. Take a knee if you want to. Get your heart in the right place. You're going to repent of your sin. Receive Jesus as the payment for it. You will be cleansed. You will be washed. And you will be adopted no longer fatherless. Brought into the kingdom. To as many as believed on him, says John, he gave them the right to become children of God. Confess your sins. 
to the Lord, and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. 1 John 1, 9, to cleanse you and forgive you from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness, which means that would make you righteous. His payment for your sin is the only way to have it taken care of. You can't earn it. You come to him just as you are, and you repent of your sin. You repent of your wrongdoing, your lying, your cheating, your lust, your greed. You repent of your perversion, and you ask him to come into your life and help you. Pray this with me right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and be my Lord and Savior. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. Help me to live for you. Free me from every bondage from every lie and fill me with your spirit. Give me a hunger for the word of God. Thank you for loving me and hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray. Fill. Let the river flow right now. Be filled. plan for you. It's okay. I got you. I'm going to make a way for your education, says the Lord, for my hand is upon you. I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. Creativity, poetry, music, writing, dance, the arts will flow through you like a river. And you will bring many, many into the presence of God. Music, instruments, singing, the arts will rush through your life by the glory and the power of God. No longer are you to question or to reason why I've got you, says the Lord. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm not like the others. However you are, however lift your hands all across this place. However you want. And come it's 901. If you need to leave, please however feel free. We love you. Go through the whole congregation. Lay hands on people. Ready, set, go. Holy Ghost, go ahead. Quickly touch and agree. Pastors and ministers, right now. Receive a touch from the Lord. Receive a touch from the Lord. 
things of the river. We declare your healing, your refreshing upon us to bring it to this generation, to bring it to this valley. We declare that day after day, week after week, month after month, we will not back off of the truth of the glorious gospel, the full gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Spirit, the same Spirit. Not just going to teach, we're going to demonstrate by your grace and by your power. Put a boldness on us to declare, to bring healing to the nations. That we would have fruit in every season. I thank you that demon powers underneath our feet. 
I thank you, Lord, for the, pray, the glorious praise that's coming forth from all the souls that are being saved. And people are being feel, filled. I thank you for bondages being broken. I thank you for, for the opioid crisis being driven out of this region. In Jesus' name. No more suicides. In Jesus' name. Cancer is a cancer-free zone. You have no right. We break your hold and we declare the river of God has come everywhere we go. Dead stuff coming back to life. Fruit, blessing out of our innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Fill and touch each and every one and use us. Use us with divine appointments. Pack this place out in the next services over the weekend. Thursday, the evangelism team meeting here at 6.30. Let many people respond and experience the joy of leading people to Christ. God, thank you for what you've done, for what you're doing. We give you praise. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us. Be gracious to us. Keep us. Give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.